going beyond the headlines, getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. Ever get home and think, that was a day? It was definitely one of those days, and so I get a little ranty at times, but we have some great chats on today's episode of the podcast. We'll talk a little bit about Calgary's Plus 15 system, and we'll be joined by one of the city's snow angels. But we'll start things off today with our city's economy and what I would call the need to highlight some of the good happening here. Alrighty, like I said, I don't think rebrand, maybe refresh, maybe rethink. I don't know what the, the real term is, but Lisa Corcoran might know. She is with Calgary Economic Development. She joins us now. Lisa, thank you so much for coming in this afternoon. Thanks for having me. One of the things with yesterday's announcement that struck me and made me think not twice about it, but it, it reinforced something, which is... The city is more than just oil and gas. It's more than just energy. And we are trying something different, aren't we? We are. But I want to also specify that, you know, our city's economy and our industries have always been built on the backbone of energy. And I don't see that changing. However, what is changing is I think that it's broadening. So Calgary has an economic strategy that basically says we want to be the place for the world's best entrepreneurs in Canada and that we solve the world's problems related to energy, to transportation, logistics, food, and healthcare. And so I think what you're seeing is there's more stories coming out about companies in other sectors and other industries, specifically ones that are technology related to those industrial sectors. How do you harness... That energy, I'll call it the energy, but is tongue in cheek kind of, but how do you harness that energy and that vibe to show that story off to the rest of the world to develop our economy? Okay, so when we're talking about energy, so as you know, the, Cal- the Calgary brand is Calgary be part of the energy. And when we're talking about that energy, it's the vibrancy of our community and the people and the connections and everybody that's here. And this year, we've been doing a lot of research with Tourism Calgary on What does that actually mean? And so Calgary is known for our community spirit. We own that hands down in the entire world. And so that enthusiasm that we bring to our business community, to volunteering, to community events, really is harnessed in that be part of the energy. My team at Calgary Economic Development focuses on telling Calgary's story outside of the community and inviting people into the community. So companies, businesses, investors to come here, create jobs, take up space in our our downtown office space. And, you know, it's interesting when they come in, they're like, you know, there is no other city like this. We don't get welcomed the way in, in other cities that we do in the way Calgary is. And, and you're very open as a community. We can call anybody in the city and they're happy to come down and meet companies coming in and meet people coming in. And I, I think that it's really important to understand that we all play a role in economic development. We all play a role in growing our economy and filling our downtown space and inviting people here. And that's part of the energy we all bring mm-hmm. to to our economy. Is there something to be said for... The idea that, yes, we are an energy industry and we have a lot of people who are working within the energy industry, but a lot of their skill sets are transferable. And maybe the the movement now is to, even with yesterday's announcement, shift that paradigm a little bit and allow and give those workers that profile that, hey, we can your skills are transferable. Sure. So yesterday at Atabotics, they were talking about their growth. They've had unbelievable growth over the last year. And their CEO was saying, look, we've got people that have worked in the energy sector. They've worked in oil and gas. They're engineers, they're software developers, they're project managers. They just now happen to work in a different different industry. And so we're seeing 
individuals that are going, hey, look, I actually can take the skills I have from oil and gas and transfer them into something else. There's also a number of tech companies, though, that are sprouting up around Calgary that support the energy industry, that make it more efficient. Our energy industry is actually very innovative. And so um, it's interesting to see people kind of redefine who they are and their professions and and take on new opportunities. I I like that you use the word redefine. And when we were chatting about this before we went on air, I use the word rebrand, and I know it's not the right word, but it feels as though Calgary is in the midst of redefining what we are, uh, in a sense. Is that the right way to term it, maybe? I think maybe we're expanding how we talk about our community. So, like I say, we are an oil and gas city. We're an energy center. We will be an energy center. Our sectors have been built around that, Mm -hmm. um, and our expertise have been around that. But I think what you're seeing is that there's more profile now coming to companies and other industries. And again, particularly these high-tech companies, because they're, they're kind of a cool, fascinating story. Is that something that we want to maybe key on because, A, we're training some of the best uh, given the, the universities and colleges we do have, but B is we have that skill set already here. And then even beyond that is that's the way of the future. Technology is the, you know, if, if you're going to look, whether it's AI or anything else, that's where we should be maybe pointing our, our focus on. Totally. I think Calgary has always been a city that has looked at solving problems in, in innovative and unique ways. We're just applying it to more industries than we ever have before. Is What would be, I don't want to call it plan B, but at the same time, so you have tech. Are there other sectors that you're starting to see growth in? So we're, we're looking at the industries as industries where we have a right to win. So energy is certainly one. Uh, transportation, logistics, health sciences and agribusiness are kind of our four big ones. We also look at tourism and creative industries as well. What we're seeing is that technology is actually layering on top of each of those industries. And so when we talk about agribusiness, it's, it's you know, food and beverage manufacturing, it's crop sciences, it's ag tech, it's, it's packaged goods. I mean, it's, it's that entire spectrum mm-hmm. of products. So I think what you're seeing right now is technology. We don't see it as an individual sector. We see it as overlaying on top of all of our industrial sectors. What do we need as a city to set ourselves apart from others who are probably looking, especially at the tech world and saying, we can do that too. So how do we set ourselves apart that way? Well, there's a couple of things. So we have incredible talent here in Calgary. We've had incredible talent for a very long time, but we're also competing against jurisdictions where it's a very high cost place. So there's a war on talent. There's a lack of space. Companies are are struggling to find the people in the places that they need. And so what we're seeing is that there's companies coming out of Vancouver and Toronto and Seattle going, hey, Calgary's actually a place I can grow and expand to. So I'm going to open a small office in Calgary and I'm going to expand there because it's easier to do that than it is to continue growing in, in these other jurisdictions. So we're kind of trying to capitalize on that a bit and then um, bring more of them to Calgary. What's your message for those who think that Calgary or Alberta is a one-horse town? So I think they would find it very surprising. So the companies that we're bringing in and the people that we bring in all the time, every single visitor says, oh my gosh, I had no idea. I had no idea what a great place this was. Your food scene is great. The people are great. I'm meeting lots of connections. I, you're, you've got all these head offices here. I can totally see myself as part of that community. So the city itself has a vision of Calgary is a great place to make a living and a great place to make a life. And then layer on top of that, we have an economic strategy saying we want to be the best place for all these entrepreneurs to come and solve the world's problems. I mean, Calgary's got so much opportunity. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes here we forget that, right? We kind of get, we get caught up in our day-to-day and some of the other things that are going on around us. And yet by comparison, Calgary is still a great place to raise our families, to build our careers, to invest in businesses and, and take opportunity. 
Well, and it's one of those things that, and you, you touched on it just a little bit, and I've, I've been hearkening on it ever since the, the Olympic debate and discussion and eventually the plebiscite is we've been looking for something to rally around in a sense, and we didn't get it with the Olympics, but as I li- watched yesterday's announcement, as I've watched the different announcements that have come out of the uh, the tech industry and that kind of thing, is there is something burgeoning there. There is something that's that's starting to roll, and I don't know if people are quite aware of it quite yet. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think there's a lot of things Calgarians should be very proud of and very excited about. Not to say that everything is is perfect, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that what if we took the opportunity to say, hey, what are um, where, what can we do? What can we be? What, you know, what are the opportunities that we should be seizing and, and, you know, spend some time in our community and remind us what's great about the city and why we all live here. Like, it's interesting because in, in the boom time, we spent a lot of time attracting talent to Calgary to work in the energy sector. And as the economy started to get worse, a lot of that talent stayed, right? Because mm-hmm. they were like, okay, so I've come from somewhere else and I love where I live and I love the people I'm building this great life. I want to stay. So, I think sometimes we need to sit back and and go, we actually live somewhere great. Let's do what we can to make it even better. Oh, man, that just gave me all the feels. (laughs) Lisa, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon and giving us a little bit of insight into what Calgary Economic Development is looking to do going forward. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Lisa Corcoran from the Calgary Economic Development on the program to talk. Again, I don't know if it's a rebrand, but it's something. there's, There's... there's got to be something afoot because we can't just sit here and go. We're gonna we're gonna pout about the the downturn. We're gonna pout about the situation, and we're gonna pout until we separate, or we're gonna pout until we get a change of government. I'll I'll talk a little bit about the change of government thing in just a second. This is Calgary today on seven seventy CHQR. So to dovetail off this conversation that I had with Lisa just a moment ago surrounding. The refresh, again, I don't know the right term for it. I'm not trying to discredit the the fact that the oil and gas industry in the city is going to be front and center. That being said, when it comes to vision in this city, and it starts with the economy, where are we going with it? Because to me, and... Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, hey, you got to stay with the NDP because this is the way we got to go. But as you continue to go and say, hey, we need a change of government, there's something that has become sort of prevalent here is if, for example, the UCP does gain power, then at some point down the line, unless they're able to ride the wave of the PCs from back in the day, At some point down the line, whether it's four or eight years down the road or however many years it'll take, at some point, a left-leaning government will take shape. No different than in the United States. So to hope for some short-term gain, you're willing to put up with long-term gain, essentially, is what I've heard over and over and over again from those who keep saying that we need a change of government right here, right now. I'm not a big fan of those situations where businesses are needing to depend on a certain government to make their ends meet. Wouldn't it be more fiscally prudent for you as a business owner to be more forward thinking and make yourself as least government reliant 
or government relate uh, government regulation reliant as humanly possible. And I get it. There's some industries that you can't help it. Oil and gas is one of them. But if you're trying to make yourself long-term wealthy or long-term viable, shouldn't you try to get off the ebbs and flows of what government is going to do for you? And that's what I, I why I hearken back to this debate about Calgary as a whole is we've gone through some really vicious ebbs and flows with government and with the oil and gas industry for how long for the last 15 years especially? Oh yeah, I'll go 15. For the last 15 years it's been up, down, up, down, up, down, and we we whine and complain about what's going on in the world. When we have the power and the resources, as I mentioned with Lisa, we're training some of the best people in the world right here. Let's keep them here and let's use them to their fullest extent. If you happen to be working in oil and gas, make sure that your skill set is expanded to the point that you can move anywhere and everywhere and you don't have to worry about job security for the rest of your life. Because you know that if you can get lose a job one spot, you can gain it somewhere else. It's one of the things that I've really tried to do with my career is I know the ebbs and flows of journalism. So I've always tried to adapt. And I feel like our economy needs to adapt a little bit and understand that, hey, oil and gas is going to have its ebbs and flows. So what are we going to do when if when we're on the downward trend instead of getting stuck? One of the things that I, I said is now's probably a good opportunity for that. And the reason being is, I'll, I'll use the analogy of the roller coaster. If you want to jump off a roller coaster, do you want to do it on the lowest point or the highest point? My argument would be, do it at the lowest point. We're at a low point right now. Why not jump off and try a couple of things? The roller coaster is going to come back around. It's Calgary Today on 770 CHQR. Let's talk a little bit about, I just want to go back in time just a little bit, because as, as a reporter back in 2007, when I first came to Calgary, yes, I'm a Southern Alberta boy, but I hadn't spent a whole lot of time in Calgary and not a whole lot of time in downtown Calgary in particular. And I always used to try to meander my way from building to building in downtown, especially between City Hall and the old courthouse and, and different buildings. I always tried to use the plus 15 system because I wanted, to, especially in the winter, because you want to stay out of the elements. It was pretty daunting because there, I didn't exactly know where I was going, and I got used to it after a while. But thanks to technology, I think it's easier than ever to navigate through our city. And it, I was surprised to learn, though, that the system isn't set up on Google Maps. So I read with interest in the last couple of days here how the city has a survey out on its website asking for input and feedback on the Plus 15 system and the policies surrounding that system. And one of the things that is being considered is an app. And I get the feeling that there are apps out there, but the fact that the city's trying to get involved and make things easier isn't necessarily a bad thing. So I wanted to get uh, a standpoint from a wayfinding expert in this field and from Bond Creative. We welcome Nando DiGirolamo to the program. Nando, thanks so much for joining us today. You're welcome. From your experience here in Calgary, and you've been here for quite a while now, the question becomes, how easy is it to navigate your way through the city, and in particular, the plus 15 system here? Well, everybody's going to find it difficult and in different ways. Um, 
there is a system in place, uh, and the key component from any good wayfinding signage program is to have to have a journey that has no gaps in the system and uh, is user friendly. And in Calgary's cases, are we up to par with other places, or do you think that uh, there's some some gaps there? Well, there's always room for improvement. You know, the the uh, plus fifteen is always something that's. Uh, uh, improving and uh, changing over time. It's also something that's, that is a plus 15, and, and it takes people up one level uh, from the street to, to navigate through all the buildings, etc. So, I mean, there is a fair, uh, a fair system there in place, but again, nothing is ever perfect, and there's always, always room for improvement, especially when, when it comes to technology, too. When it comes to wayfinding and that, what's the, the best way of, of finding yourself, I guess, in a sense, in Calgary? Is Do you, do you need maps? Do you need signage? What's, yeah. what's some of the things that uh, make the job a little bit easier? Well, effective wayfinding is, is a system. You know, it's based on multiple components that get you from A to B. So when we're talking about apps or we're talking about static signage, uh, we're talking about even visual landmarks. It all, it all helps person get a sense of their orientation of where they are um so and those are all governed by just you know good wayfinding best practices you know first time users is usually what we gear gear our wayfinding systems towards you don't have to be legible the font needs to be a good contrast to the background viewing distances the message has to be succinct and then the use of international icons also is very helpful in our overall system but again the best the best thing to do here and the objective is to have no gaps in the system to a user's, user's journey so they can get from A to B you know, seamlessly. When Calgary speaks about the possibility of having an app of its own for this, uh, would you recommend it or is, are there some warnings that need to be put in place when, as the city kind of dives through this whole process? Well, you know, technology is getting better and better. The wayfinding apps are getting better and better and it is no doubt part of the future. But uh, you know, it, it's not for everybody. Uh, younger generations, they're, they're more tech-savvy, and they're definitely uh, used to using apps and that type of thing. But there is also everybody else, uh, some of the older generations, that might not be so tech-savvy and need that uh, permanent signage and wayfinding within the within their space. So, yes, I think it is good to have uh, wayfinding apps, and I think it will be an important thing in the future, and, and technology gets better and better, and so will these apps. Nando, I appreciate the time and the insight this afternoon. Thank you. My pleasure. It's honestly one of my favorite stories that we talk about each year and hard to believe that it's been 15 years since the Snow Angels program here in Calgary kicked off. And today was the day where the city recognized the efforts of the many volunteers around the city who decided to do that little thing like shoveling the walk for a neighbor or someone who can't really do it themselves or maybe they just do it out of the goodness of their hearts for their neighbors. And one of those people happens to be Kathy Oblock because she is one of those Snow Angels recognized today. Kathy, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Oh, thank you, Joe. Wondering, how long have you been a snow angel for? Um, well, I can remember as a kid, my parents getting us out there helping several our neighbors, so quite a long time, but our family's been doing it in Huntington Hills for 22 years. Wow. Why do that? Why continue to do this over, I mean, some, some winters aren't that easy. Yes, that's very true. Well, I think we, we have, um, the philosophy of like people helping people calgarians are very caring and friendly neighbors helping neighbors so when we first moved into that community my husband and i started shoveling the walk so many people walked down our street to uh, go to the pool the library and then take the bus route 
So that was just something we thought would be neighborly and uh, a good community people to do. When you think back in all the years, any any real uh, memories stick out for you in terms of some of the, the interesting conversations that you might have had with some of your fellow neighbors? Well, we just got to know each other so well because we it's an older community. It's inner city. And so there's a lot of people that have, you know, when we got some of those really wet, heavy dumps that have come out and said, oh, you're a savior. I, I was dreading how I was going to do that, you know, over the whole day because I can't do it in shifts because they're elderly or whatnot. So those were some pretty good experiences. And just getting to know the neighbors, you know, we can help with the physical stuff because we're younger and can lift the snow. But then when we need something fixed or, you know, they share plants on our street, we have a plant exchange. Um, Like you scratch my back, I'll help scratch yours or pay it forward. For sure. Is there uh, is there a rhyme to your or rhythm to your madness in a sense in terms of the number of uh, if you use do you still shovel do you have you decided to go all out and get yourself a snowblower and and how oh. how much do you actually shovel? So we have two daughters, so all four of us are out there shoveling, and we last year was a heavy snowfall and mm. it was cold. as you remember? Yeah. So our kind neighbors who we've been together beside them for twenty two years bought a snowblower for us this summer so we've only used it a few times but um yeah the neighbors on the whole street are pretty happy because we just go right down the street (laughs) i can only imagine how much do you guys actually uh, clear off is it a block is it you know a few houses how much do you guys actually work on it's a full block so i would say um probably eight or ten on one side and six on the other because Mm -hmm. there's a park a playground right so, um, yeah, we now that we have the snowblower, we, we try and do both sides. But when we just had our side of the street, that was about four of us, four lots that had, um, you know, people living in the homes that needed help on those heavier days. <laughs> Let's say you get a four-inch snowfall. Uh, yeah. How long would that typically take you? <sighs> well, with our driveway and then all the sidewalks, that would probably, with the four of us out there, it would probably be half an hour. Guys are machines out there. Jeepers. That's not bad at all. One final... <laughs> yeah, they're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah, no kidding. Kathy, one more question for you. And what yeah. does it mean to you to get recognized each year, and this year in particular being the, the 15th of the official uh, Snow Angels program here in Calgary? Oh, well, I, I thought it meant a lot. It's a, It's gotten such good publicity over the years that... Um, you know, we were very fortunate. We, My parents live in Southwood, the opposite side of the city. And you know what the roads can be like mm-hmm. when there's a bad snowfall. So we have a snow angel that started across the street from my parents shoveling their sidewalk. So uh, this program, to me, um, has been just beneficial. And we've gotten so much back from it because now we don't have to worry about going on the deer foot and fighting traffic after we shovel our street. Because there's a snow angel out in Southwood, Len, who shovels my mom and dad's place for us. So... It all, it all comes back, right? Pay it forward. Absolutely. Love that story, Kathy. Uh, thank you for all you do, and thank you for coming on the program this afternoon. Oh, no problem, and thanks to all other snow angels out there. It's all appreciated. Thanks for paying it forward. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, a big high five across the city to all our snow angels for doing a great job, even though they haven't had to be too busy this winter. This is Calgary Today on 770 CHQR. Thanks so much for listening to the Calgary Today podcast. You can find it on iTunes, Google Play, and tune in. When you do, don't forget to write the show and leave a comment. Until next time, my friends.